You may speak now. Hello? Dana, uh, hey, Dana, we're going to go ahead and turn it over to questions if you're good on your end. I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. We'll get the pro we'll get the queue going right now. Ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to ask a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad. Again, if you would like to ask a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad. And I'm waiting for callers to join the queue at this present time. Okay, our first question is going to come from Dave um, Deepert from Post Media Network. Please go ahead. Hey, uh, thanks for the time, guys. Uh, just so I'm clear, is Connor still on the line? No, I don't think so. He dropped out. Okay, all right. Uh, hey, Dana, thanks for taking a couple minutes. Um, Pleasure. So when uh, when when James Tony came into uh, UFC, everyone agreed, or the consensus anyway, was that uh, the the result, uh, Randy Couture winning, was was pretty inevitable. Um, with Connor going into the boxing world as opposed to, you know, Tony coming into the MMA world. Why do you think there isn't that inevitability that there was um, when, when Tony um, came into MMA? Well, I think a lot of people believe there is, but the difference is obviously, you know, uh, he came into a, a sport where there were so many different weapons and, and so many different ways to beat him. Whereas, you know, Connor is, Connor can punch, Connor hits hard, Connor knocks people out. Um, completely different, completely different. Listen, people think that Connor is going to be completely outclassed. Some people are saying that he'll never hit Floyd once. You know, I'll tell you this. I just watched him, him work out last night. He looks phenomenal. He's in great shape. Um, he hits hard. And now, the, now, we're, now we're fighting in eight-ounce gloves and – it, it, this is going to be a fight and anything can happen in a fight. Even, uh, I can't remember who the boxer was that fought in, in MMA. He, he hit Tim Sylvia, former heavyweight champion and knocked him out. So anything is possible in a fight. All right. Is there, um, is, is there a fight, uh, that you can remember, uh, under the UFC banner that the, um, or at least comparable anyway, um, in, in terms of, of the buildup, the, um, you know, the, the hype, just, just everything that's going into this, is there a fight that you can think of that is a reasonable comparison? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's tons of, of big fights that I've been involved with, but obviously nothing as big as this. This is the biggest event ever in combat sports history. It is the most distributed event in pay-per-view history you can get this fight anywhere this thing is on in like over 200 countries on pay-per-view and you know boxing usually doesn't do a lot of digital um you know you can buy this thing through ufc.tv and um you know it's through the showtime app amazon sony apple etc you know you, you can you can buy this thing if you if you're in manhattan or you're on a desert island somewhere if you have wi-fi you can buy this fight so what uh again off the top of your head what uh what 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 do you classify um as as your um you know your your biggies as far as the promotion and the build-up well, it depends. I mean, it depends on what time you're talking about it. Uh, obviously, if you remember, all, I mean, all the Connor fights, the Ronda fights have always been big. Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz was big. Um, Anderson Silva, Vitor Belfort, 
I mean, there's tons of, of, of big fights that had a, a big fight feeling, but this is the biggest fight ever. It's tracking right now to be the largest commercial pay-per-view ever done in, in the history of pay-per-view. It's the most distributed pay-per-view event in history. Um, you know, the, the list goes on and on of, of you know, of, of records that this thing will break. All right. Thanks very much for the time, Dana. Thank you, buddy. Our next question is going to come from Van Wetzel from Yahoo. Please go ahead. One moment, please. And Your I, line I, is live, Mr. Wetzel. I'm sorry. Please go ahead. Can you hear me now? I yep, can. I can hear you. Hey, Dana. Um, hey. Connor was talking earlier about how he, he sometimes – you know, envisions things or, or wishes people would envision what is impossible or that they think is impossible. And, and obviously winning this fight would be one of those uh, to his critics. But I was wondering, you've dealt with him and, and through his career, he's done things like, you know, demand that he will hold, he'll be the first to hold two titles at the same time. Uh, he obviously got this fight done. What is it like dealing with a personality like that where a guy's not satisfied ever and is always pushing uh, for for more and things that seem, I'm sure at, at some point seemed either impossible or not allowable to you. Yeah, I love it. I mean, that that's why I call the kid the unicorn. Um, you, you know, to accomplish great things in life, you you have to take huge risks. And uh, I mean, who who takes more risks than Conor McGregor? I mean, when the guy's a huge star, the fight falls out a week before, he'll fight anybody. He, he doesn't care. He's He believes in himself so much that he will literally fight anybody. Most of the guys on the roster are like, yeah, I haven't trained for him. I didn't prepare for this guy. And they won't take the risk. They'll, they'll cancel the fight. And, you know, that that's the way most normal people are. Not this guy, you know, Floyd Mayweather in the talk started about the, these guys fighting, you know, never once did he say absolutely demand that he fights me in MMA. He said, no, I want to go and fight Floyd in his own world. I want to beat him at what he does the best. Um, we have, we actually have this thing that we're coming out with next week that we're going to, um, you know, put out on social media and, and, and other places where Connor starts off, you know, five, six years ago saying, Dana, you will sign me into the UFC. I will be your biggest star. I will win two world titles and all this stuff that he's laying out. That's going to happen before I had ever even heard of Conor McGregor. So uh, just two quick things that you have. The, you recall the first conversation or first time he broached the Floyd Mayweather. Can you take us to that conversation when he, it came up and you discussed it and what were your thoughts at that time? Well, I think I think the f the first time I remember the Mayweather thing was those guys were going back and forth. And I was like, this is crazy that Connor and Mayweather are talking smack to each other right now. Then uh, Connor told me he, he wanted to fight him, and I was like, what? Why? What's the point in in even talking about this? That guy's never going to fight in MMA. And he's like, no, I want to, I want to, I want to box him. And I was just like. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that's crazy. And again, it's one of those things I thought would never happen. Um, you know, not, not forget about the whole, uh, you know, 
what would the rules be, all that. I was like, we'd never get a deal done with these guys. It would be impossible to get this deal done. Then the first time this thing even started to get serious was I was on ESPN and I threw out, tell you what, Floyd, I'll give you $25 million. And then TMZ got him somewhere and he hung his watch out the window and said, you see this watch? And I don't know what that meant. The watch was $25 million? I don't know. Um, but that's what started the negotiations when I put out the $25 million offer. So on all of this stuff, are you, you know, he calls himself Mystic Mac. Are you, are you now a believer in, in Mystic Mac? Oh, I'm a believer in Mystic Mac for sure. I mean, this, this kid, he, uh, he has done everything he said he would do. And uh, he's claiming that he will knock out Floyd Mayweather within four rounds. And I think he broke it down to two now, but um, yeah, I'm, uh, listen, I'm with Connor. I'm, I'm, I'm in, uh, I'm, 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 I'm on the ride with him, man. So I'm excited. All right. Thanks, Dana. Thank you. Our next question is going to come from Rick Meese from the Washington Post. Please go ahead. Hi, Dan. I'm wondering if you think this fight has the potential to impact the popularity of either sport. And related to that, does your research show much crossover between the MMA fan and the boxing fan? There's some. You know, the the, the, the boxing fan is is older. Uh, you know, those, those demographics are older than ours, but, uh, I, I believe that this is good for combat sports. It's like when, when Mayweather Pacquiao did the numbers that they did, I was like, wow, first I said, good for them. And number two, I was like, well, that sets the bar that shows me that if you have the right fight at the right place, at the right time, you know, people will, are willing to watch. I knew once this thing started to materialize that this fight was going to be so much bigger worldwide than any fight that had ever happened. Connor has a, has a very big following in, in places like Brazil and places like uh, Australia, obviously Europe. So I, I knew that worldwide, this would be the big, and, and I was right. This, this thing is the biggest event that, that has ever happened in combat sports. Um, this, this fight will reach over a billion homes worldwide. So it, it could help both sports. Could it, could it hurt? I don't think it hurts either sport. I, I, I think this is one of those cool situations where two guys are willing to take the risk to, to, to fight each other. And I think that, you know, this thing has captured the imagination of people. I mean, that's how this fight was built. This fight was really built through the fans and the media. Thank you very much, Dana. Thank you. Our next question is going to come from Gareth Davies from the Daily Telegraph. Please go ahead. Thank you very much. Good afternoon, Dana. Hey, buddy. Um, could I ask, first of all, um, has your respect for Floyd Mayweather and his team grown through this process? Because obviously you have been working very closely together now over the last kind of eight weeks, if you like. Definitely. The, the, the worst deals to be involved with are people that aren't very smart but think they are. They're the most dangerous kind. And... Uh, Mayweather's team isn't that at all. These guys are actually very, very smart guys. And, and when I say that is because when problems pop up, um, you know, it's, it's always hard to fix with people who aren't too bright. Then um, it's always the small stuff and not the right things to be arguing about. These guys are, these guys are real easy to deal with. Secondarily, um, obviously the ruling by the Nevada State Athletic Commission, another first to do with the event, that they allow eight-ounce gloves just as a one-off on this occasion. What's your take on, on, on how the eight-ounce gloves will affect each man? We, 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 we heard earlier, we were talking to Connor about 
potentially it gives him more power with his uh, with his strikes with his punches, but it gives Floyd faster hands potentially. How do you see the eight ounce gloves affecting the contest? I agree. I think it affects the contest a lot. First of all, uh, yes. Floyd will be faster with eight ounce gloves, but Floyd is a defensive master and he has less gloves for less defense. Connor hits like a truck, smaller gloves favor him big time. So it affects the, it affects the fight big time. And from what you said just then, do you think it just marginally works in the favor of Connor then? I think it absolutely does. Yeah, I, I love the fact that the when we were in the original negotiations, it wasn't even something they would talk about, eight-ounce gloves. So I don't know what's changed in the last, you know, however long ago we did the deal, but uh, I'm glad it did. I think it makes it so much more fun. Thank you. And the final thing from me, one of the things that hasn't been spoken out about much is the – obviously, Connor has a great kind of um, team around him – um, you, you will have met his family and his friends, um, particularly his family. I mean, his two sisters and his mother and his father, Tony and Margaret. And how much do you think they have gone into to making this young man? Because he's not from a, a ghetto. I know he's from a tough working class area, you know, rather like South Boston, where you're from, from Crumlin. Um, but, but do you do you subscribe or ascribe a lot of the credit to, to the family for the way Connor is as well? Uh, definitely. I mean, you, you, you have to, but at the end of the day, he's a special kid, man. He's, he's just, comp I call him the unicorn. He's different than anybody I've ever dealt with. Um, I, I like, I like how he is willing to put everything on the line. I've never seen anybody who believes in themselves more than this guy does, uh, and believes in when he makes up his mind and what he's going to do, he absolutely 100% be believes it, breathes it, lives it. Um, it's fascinating. Um, final thing for me, just on that as well. When, what noises were you making watching him spar last night? What were the noises coming out of Dana White? I was very quiet and sat there and just watched and, uh, you know, um, he, he sparred with a, with a really fast, uh, talented kid and it, and it was a good session and Connor worked like a dog last night. He's in great shape. He's hitting, he's hitting really hard right now. And, uh, he's in a very good place. I, I, I loved watching it last night and I, and I feel good about this. If, if he beats some Floyd and he comes back for a couple of fights in the UFC, would it not surprise you if, if he beats Floyd Mayweather if he starts calling out Canelo and Golovkin? Uh, yeah, I, 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 nothing with Connor would surprise me. Uh, uh, that's not what I want to have happen, but it wouldn't surprise me. Many thanks, Dana. See you next week. Thank you. Our next question is going to come from Dan Shapiro from the Huffington Post. Please, uh, Post, excuse me. Please go ahead. Dana, are you, can you hear me there? Yep. Hi. Okay, great. Um, you know, a couple of years ago when Connor fought Chad Mendes, he tried to bet you and Lorenzo a couple million bucks that <laughs> he would not chat out. Uh, Connor's dealing with a much serious, uh, much more serious bankroll this time around. Has he come out and tried to uh, to bet you anything that he's going to fulfill this, you know, two to four round prediction? No, no, he he has a try. Hey, listen, I, I, I'm on his side on this thing. I, I I want him to win. I expect him to win. I expect him to knock Floyd Mayweather out. Um, so so no, we, there, there was nothing. To, not that I didn't think that he could beat Chad Mendez, but I, you know, it's not like I'm going to bet against another one of my guys. You know, um, which by the way, we didn't make that bet. 
but we did pay him. <laughs> okay. And then, um, yeah, you know, it was, it was ruled today that you guys are going to be a, uh, an official promoter for this event. So what additional leverage does that give you guys? How else are you able to now help push this, as you said, to a billion homes worldwide? Yeah, I, I think that we've done a good job at working with Showtime um, in that, you know, they, they do the things that, the, that they're good at. We do the things that we're good at. And uh, it really helped. You know, th there's a lot of things that boxing doesn't do. Um, for instance, I mean, most of the times you're dealing with a network. Networks aren't too excited to go, you know, OTT. <laughs> so it's not, you know, not a big thing that they're into. Uh, you know, we have the capabilities. We do it all the time. And I believe we're one of the best to do it. And, uh, I, I mean, it, we're tr the numbers are tracking huge. We're going to do the numbers that everybody has been talking we're going to do. The line in Vegas is the over-under is 4.9 million. Everything is tracking right now to say that we're going to kill this thing. So it, it's, it's looking really good. And then a little bit off topic, uh, now it was announced yesterday that you're going to have Tony Ferguson and Kevin Lee fight for an interim belt. Um, that would actually fall within a year since Connor won the belt. So is there a particular reason why you guys are rushing into the interim business again? Uh, no, because the thing is, is Connor is, has told me he's going to fight again this year. And, um, uh, but I don't know what's going to happen. You know, you can't put these guys on the shelves all this time. You know, we'll see what happens with this fight and that fight's going to move forward and we'll see what's next for Connor. And is that, is that scheduled to be the main event of UFC 216? Uh, we don't know that yet. We, we haven't, we haven't finished building the card. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. Our next question is going to come from Salvador Rodriguez from ESPN Deportes. Please go ahead. Hello, Dana. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Doing good. Thank you. Uh, yes, I, I have a question. How much money do you expect to Conor McGregor uh, make that uh, August 26th? The final number. How much do I think he's going to make? Um, yes. Well, uh, it depends on what, obviously, what, what the fight does. But uh, Conor's going to make a lot of life-changing money, money that will change his, his family's life forever. That's okay. Thanks so much. Thank you, sir. Our next question is going to come from George Willis. Um, please go ahead from the New York Post. Please go ahead. Hi, Dana. How you doing? Good, George. How are you? Good, good. Uh, I just wanted you to talk about the impact of social media on this fight. You're talking about a billion uh, homes. That's got to have a huge impact. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, 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 you know, when we did the world tour, the numbers were off the charts. I, I mean, I can't quote exactly what they were that I don't have them in front of me, but if you ask our, our PR team, they can give you those numbers. Great question. It was, it was incredible. How many people the first day, I, I can't remember. It was something crazy. Like the first day, the first stop in LA, something like 12 and a half million people watched it just on our Facebook alone. Maybe it was 20, 12, between 12 and 20 million or something like that. I can't remember, but that was just on Facebook the first day. So yeah, the numbers were massive. Mm -hmm. And even something like the poly thing that just kept going and going and going. Uh, do you think that added to the eyeballs you're going to get the night of the fight? Yeah. Listen, obviously the whole poly thing, 
popped up out of nowhere. You know, that thing, that thing happened and went down and it's, it's funny, all the, all the twists and turns that happen when you're, when you're promoting a fight like this. And, and yeah, uh, you know, obviously he was saying all this crazy stuff for like five or six days. And then finally I was like, you know what, I'm going to put out some of the footage here and just stop all this craziness. And, uh, when I put the footage out, I mean, just to give you another example, just just the footage on on my Instagram alone, it was both on on Instagram are over a million. My Facebook was over two million, and uh, and Twitter was was close to two million too. Just on mine, that doesn't include you know everywhere else it went. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see a lot of the things about Connor the fighter. Are there a couple of things Connor the person that people aren't too familiar with that maybe that uh, stand out to you? Yeah, I mean, Connor, the person, is a very loyal guy. He, he's a good guy. If you look at the people he's around, he's very, very, very um, loyal to his country and his people, obviously. And then uh, his friends, the guys are the same guys that have been around him. He doesn't try to go, you know, maybe I should go train with this trainer or this camp or these guys. He's very loyal to, to, to his own. Um, he's very smart kid when it comes to fighting. His fight IQ is, is brilliant. Then uh, he's actually a smart businessman too. Kids made a lot of really good decisions. And, uh, you know, even when he deals with us, he's a very bright guy. Yeah. He likes to, uh, Floyd likes to say that Connor stole his blueprint. Uh, do you think he did? <laughs> Stole his blue? No, the thing is that's scary is in a lot of ways, I think they're very similar guys. You know, it's, it's not like you can just go out and say, Hey, I'm going to act like this guy, or I'm going to act like that guy. Connor is who he is, you know? Um, you know, every city he goes, he's in a different Bentley or a different Rolls Royce or, you know, so, you know, you, 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 you gotta be like that. Listen, I've never been in a Rolls Royce in my life. Like one of the first ones I ever saw was Connors in New York, you know? So you're either that type of guy or you're not. Right, right, right. All right, Dane, appreciate it. Thank you. That was actually our last question. I'm going to go ahead and turn the call back over to Rat. Memonovich, please go ahead. Thank you, everyone, and thank you to our speakers today, Dana White and Connor McGregor. We look forward to seeing everybody uh, here in Las Vegas next Saturday, August 26th, at the T-Mobile Arena for what's going to be a great evening of fights. Thank you, everyone.